Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Batter the Bookie. If you notice, we changed the name. After about a week off, they decided that they're going to drop the ING instead of battering the bookie. Now it's just batter the bookie. Our two gambling analysts break down the NCAA and the NFL, and they even give you a little World Series Game 7 action. Without further ado, we're getting ready to batter the bookie. Hello. Hey. All right, perfect. All right, so welcome to the second episode of Batter the Bookie. Uh, we got behind. We took a week off. We had a lot going on. Um, but we're back. Back in a big way. I, I don't know about you, but I'm back in a big way. I'm having a good day. Uh, nice little, little midday soccer bets. Had a nice start to the week for me. Hopefully the Nationals can win tonight. But I'm going to go ahead and start jumping into it. Um, it's a real shame that we took last week off because I finished Saturday 7-1-1 one, and one, and climbed out of a pretty big hole. Um, I was killing it. Um, I went 0-1 in the NFL. I had Colts by six. I didn't hit even though they got the W. But I had a certain guy wearing red on Sunday over in Japan on the golf course. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you saved your Sunday. So Tiger, one start, one win on the year. Um, looking pretty good. I was pretty happy about that. He is now tied for most all-time wins on the PGA Tour with 82 of them. And that's a pretty big number, so I'm excited for that heading into uh, heading into this season, heading into the majors starting in April with the Masters. But um, uh, enough of last week. Let's go ahead and start to jump into this week. We'll just get this out of the way right away. Are you ready to talk World Series? Oh, yeah. I mean, so the game has probably just started, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the game had just started um, World Series Game 7. This series has been absolute nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, so – I hammered the National Series price at the start, and then I was really drunk Friday and Saturday. I had no idea that they looked like absolute shit. Oh, I mean, I so could. Then I woke up on Sunday morning. I thought that I was like, did they had they swept them yet? You know, I, I literally it's what I thought, and turns out not at all. Last night they bounced back. Tonight it's all on the line. I hammered the over. I didn't know what else to do. I into a corner, and that was my play because I obviously already had the Nationals price. So we'll see what happens. Not really yeah, sure. the uh, the home team is yet to win a game, which, and then at the same time, Justin Verlander is now zero and six in the World Series. So things just, aren't making a whole lot of sense. He just crumbles. Um, I'm 0-3. I've bet the Astros every fucking time that the Nationals have won the game. So, uh, who'd you lock in tonight? Uh, so, I just I just put a lot on the over. I didn't take a side since I already have the Nationals to win. Right. I mean, that's following the trend of things not making sense. You think Grinky and Scherzer, they're going to give it all they yeah. got. Now, I probably mean, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's seven and a half. It's such a low number. I figured either... 
if it's a low-scoring game, then Scherzer's probably dominating, and then I think my future will carry out. And if it's a high-scoring game, I don't know what will happen, but then at least my overall it. Uh, I would I would agree with that. Um, they're probably scoring runs right now as we're uh, recording this. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out afterwards. Are right, you want to dive into college football? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and dive in. First of all, we got to acknowledge Maction. Maction is close. Yeah, next Tuesday, I think we get. Uh, is, it, is it? I think it's Akron and first Toledo and maybe Bowling Green, Ball State. I want to say. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It's glistening. It's the best. There's nothing better than Midwest football on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I believe starting on Tuesday, we have 25 straight days of football. Um, We're big Maxion fans. We'll cut to it. Uh, Eventually, we're going to go to Athens, Ohio. We're going to make a journey there. And we're going to drink a lot of beer. And we're going to watch Ohio University versus Miami of Ohio. So, that we'll probably do a little segment, I'd imagine, of some sort. For that, um, we'll do a big action fans a better feel for how they're playing midweek. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm just gonna dive into the first, uh, the first, first one off the board that I saw that I loved, and the people may be riding this a lot, but I don't even care because I like it so much. It's Maryland. Plus 18.5. This is a classic Michigan game. Like a, a rainy field goal with the clock expiring. They're just going to come out and feel so good after that Notre Dame win. Um, Everybody's so stopped. So, Maryland's quarterback has been out the past couple games. He's been injured. He's from Ann Arbor, and the game is in Ann Arbor. He's coming back to the, for this game. He's going to be an absolute Right, you I got. We got a taste just, early in the year it, when uh, Maryland perfect. scored sixty-three points against Syracuse of what uh, what it would look like if they actually put it together for an entire game, which they have not done since then. I mean, not to that degree at least. And what a perfect, what a more perfect story than Jim Harbaugh to fuck things up and uh, give up about forty-five, fifty points to Maryland. Um, I doubt that'll happen, but. It's like you said. I mean, it's Harbaugh. You, you you don't know what he's gonna do, right? You know his cocky it's, ass is riding that win. I'm getting eighteen and a half. The number may go down, even seventeen, sixteen. Right, and great. his cocky ass is definitely still riding that win. Um, uh, that win against Notre Dame, which I took. Um, I think that was the battle of the overrateds. Battle of the underachievers, battle of the overrated, whatever you want to call it. That's exactly what that game was. Michigan took it. Um, the the first game off the board I love to hop into this one is well, my precursor to this is Akron is the worst team in football. I believe that Akron has to be the worst team in football. They are so that bad. Is, that's very possible. Um, and they are six point underdogs against Bowling Green. This is one of the easiest picks in the world. Bowling Green's not that great. They need a win, and they are playing the worst team in football. So that was a no-brainer for me to choose Bowling Green by six. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really nothing much more to say. 
Um, there's no, yeah, I'll there's hop nothing in. else so, I guess there's, there's going to be a lot of attention on the Georgia-Florida game in Jacksonville. They always play that at a neutral site. Um, so... I personally didn't... I don't really know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of Georgia at all. This is sort of that point in the college football season where like, I, I thought I knew everything. And now I just think I know absolutely nothing. So I'm just trying to find the numbers I like, the scenarios that I like the most. This is one of those ones for me where I'm just so perplexed. Um, what I don't. I don't really know what to I, do I either because uh, George is favored six and a half, and I'm not sure I like that. But at the same time, I don't really want to bet on Florida. Um, <coughs> the the total number comes for the down game. To for me. Right. I mean, the total number of the game is 45 points, and it's in a neutral site. They play the game in uh, Jacksonville. So, I mean, I'm, it's Georgia fans travel so well, even though you theoretically would think it'd be a home game for Florida, they'd have the upper hand. It's really going to be like 50-50. Um, I'm taking over 45. I think it's going to be a lot of nonsense. I think it's going to be undisciplined football. Um both teams you don't really know what you're gonna get obviously South Carolina beating Georgia woke people up quite a bit that they're uh, they're a vulnerable team to give up points you know especially considering that South Carolina just lost by 20 points at Tennessee where Georgia won that game 43 to 13 in the same stadium 43 14 so. Uh, I think the next one that I was really liking off the board was uh, Oklahoma State minus three uh, versus TCU. Um, Is that game in Stillwater? Yes, it is. So, Oklahoma State is five and two against the spread this season. Every time the TCU has really given up, um, you know, good numbers against the pass, they've lost. I mean, obviously that makes sense at a lot of – like when you break it down, but Oklahoma State is a team that can pass the ball really well. I mean, Sanders, I think, is getting better each week. He's you know getting more of his like reads through um, or reading through his progressions rather, and I think they're going to be able to have a balanced enough attack to get through this TCU defense to beat a Texas team. I personally have never been impressed with in all this season. I thought they were okay at best. Right, Elinger was a little overrated. Yeah, and so this is just one of those ones where it's it's a low number. It's a really good team with a ton of talent. And it's like, even if it's kind of like a, a suckery bet, I just love watching some of these guys play on Oklahoma State. I mean, Tylen Wallace is a freak on the outside. Chuba Hubbard is obviously good. And then Spencer Sanders can just run, you know, maneuver through the pocket. He's got a great arm. It's just, right. it's just great Big 12 football. Um, I think it'll be a little bit of a clash of styles with TCU's definitely looking to slow it down more. But at the end of the day, I I just see Oklahoma State getting through this. I still think they're a really good team. I think they're going to finish the season strong and get to a solid bowl game. Right, and I think it's very easy to overvalue uh, TCU's win against Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, to Texas teams that aren't UT, you know, baby UT, of course, uh, to Texas teams that aren't Texas, that's the Super Bowl. Gary Patterson absolutely despises Texas. Um, no matter how much success some of those teams are going to have, they're going to lose recruits to Texas. 
Um, that's going to piss them off. So that was, I mean, that was a Super Bowl to them. You know, they won that game. They're riding it high. And they're going into a very hostile environment. That place is going to be fired up. That game is going to have absolutely, you know, double the focus it would have had had Texas went ahead and beaten TCU. So coming off of that win, Stillwater is going to be rocking. Uh, I also agree with that. I really do like Oklahoma State in that game. I like them to throw the football. There's going to be a lot of, like, trip receivers on the edges like they do. Um lot a lot over the top they're gonna take shots early the over I don't, I'm not sure what the total is for that game but the over I would look for um, but I agree I think that's gonna be a good one to watch in Stillwater uh, just off the basis that there's gonna be a lot of points absolutely so I do like this um, another game I like let's see real quick um, Shit, hold on. Laptop crashed for a second here. All right. I'll uh, I'll go into my next one then while you're, you're pulling yeah, up. Yeah, 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 go for it. So this isn't a personal shot or anything, but I'm big on UAB. Plus oh, no. Oh, no. I just I don't think Tennessee should be favored this many points against a team that hasn't really played anyone good, and I get that. But I think, in principle, the way that these two teams are going to come together is going to be a classic. Like Tennessee knows that they can't overlook them, but they're still going to do it. And right. I mean, I think UAB is going to get like a safety to start out with, or like a random scoop and score. Some of maybe they'll start the game with an onside kick, you know, a la Sean Payton, something like that, where they just do something to get get in TCU's you know psyche, or not TCU, rather Tennessee's psyche, and. I don't know. It's just it was one of those ones where you just look at it and you almost just don't even you just don't know why, but you're just drawn to it and you love it. I hate that pick, but I can't negate it too much because Tennessee has struggled with their group of five opponents. Um, I mean, to the point they lost to Georgia State, but we're not going to talk about that because that ruins my night. Um, but we'll stay away from it. <laughs> uh, UAB has the fifth defense ranked nationally. Their, uh, but their opponent records are three and four, zero oh and eight, one and seven. They played a five and uh, well now five and three Western Kentucky team who they lost to, and since then teams have been zero oh and eight, three and four, one and seven. Yeah, so they they really don't have a lot to a lot of resume behind them, but right. But going into New Orleans for them, yeah. it's going to be the Super Bowl. Um, the reason I would look for it for UAB, which um, I know you're picking, is Tennessee's turning the corner. Uh, They've done a lot. I mean, they are not even remotely the same team they were to begin the season. Oh, absolutely. They beat Mississippi State. They competed on the road to Alabama, even though Tua went out. Um, And then they just beat the shit out of South Carolina last week. So 10 points kind of surprised me. I thought it would be closer to 16-17. So I'm going to go with Tennessee, but there's value to be had there with UAB. I don't completely negate your pick. Even yeah, so half of my reasoning behind UAB is that exact fact that, like, Tennessee is looking good and they're looking right, which is, like, a perfect time for, like, a random, like... Or, yeah, on. for them to rip everybody's hearts out. Yeah, yeah get, like, exactly. a one-point victory, like, off, like, a... a I mean, even... 
even the season where they finished um, Tennessee's best season in recent history, where they started out, they beat Florida, they beat Georgia, and they were ranked inside the top ten. Um, at that point in time, that season littered with players that are on NFL rosters now, including Alvin Kamara. They only beat Ohio University by, like, nine points that season. I mean, they really do not do all that great with their opponents that are inferior. Um, So there's value to be had at UAB. Um, But I don't want to freak myself out too much, so we'll move on from that. At the very end of uh, Saturday night, we get every gambler's best friend. We get a Hawaii game. Hawaii's favored two points against Fresno State at Hawaii. So this is is one of the games that I have small units on right now. I have – I picked Hawaii by two because they've – make back on the back end, or at least try to make back. So, Yeah, so I also was big on Hawaii. Um, you know, the past couple of years, Fresno has really sort of dominated this matchup. I think this is a good time for Hawaii to be able to stick it to them. You know, historically, Hawaii doesn't do great against the spread on the island, but I think two and a half is a pretty low number. I think they're going to be able to come out. They've got a balanced attack that, for the most part, hasn't had a problem putting up points. The defense has been in question a lot, but I think two and a half is enough at home for a team that it's a little bit of, you know, not quite a revenge game level, but definitely one where you want to stick it to them in the down year that Fresno has been a little bit more potent the past couple of seasons. And it's one that 50% of why we have this game focused is because we're going to watch it because it's the last game of the night. Oh, I mean, yet you got to bet on the games you're watching. So that's just like a rule being a degenerate. Yeah. Watch the only game other. If you're watching a game late and don't bet on it, you're one. not a real gambler. Yeah. It's the only other one I'm throwing in for college football was just a principal bet. Army plus 14 and a half versus Air Force. I think there's way too much pride involved in that game for them to lose by over two touchdowns. So I'm just going to stick that number based on a mentality aspect. Right. And like we saw that first game where Army damn near beat Michigan, if they score early, they're going to cover because they slow the game down so much to the point that an early score can literally kill the spread in the first quarter. No, exactly. So, exactly. I mean, I, I do like that pick. Uh, that's, a, that's a pride game. That's going to be one that I really do think that's going to be make or break in the very first quarter. Um, you got to see who's going to come out and score first. If Air Force comes out and scores like 14 really quick, they could score. But, again – Army is almost a mortal lock running that option, slowing the slowing the game down uh, if they come out and score early. Like so you want to move to the NFL? I got one, one more, one more college oh, pick. One more college. I got a USC. Right, I took USC plus four and a half at home against uh, okay. against Oregon. I don't know why that spread would be four and a half, and. USC is a tough place to play. Uh, the Coliseum is tough because Utah showed that to us earlier. Utah routed last weekend. Utah has been one of the best, if not the best, you know, except for Oregon, West Coast team. <clears throat> um, 
they're at least in the conversation, and Utah lost outright in the Coliseum. So they, I, I think yeah. they did, right? I believe so. Yeah, they, they may have squeaked a one. I know they covered. I know that much because yeah, pissed yeah. a lot of people off, but. I don't think that spread should be four and a half. I think that's confusing. And the fact that it's in the Coliseum makes me think that USC's got a chance for this. I think the public is going to be huge on Oregon. And our golden rule is fade the public. So that's where I'm going with that. Um, but we'll, move, we'll move into NFL. We'll move into the big boys. So this is Wednesday night and we've got a game tomorrow night. You want to start with that one? I do. Oh, I do, do you have, have. Do you have, do have a pick? Game? I'll I'll actually numbers here to uh, right, focus in on. Down. So, um, let's see. Um, the game is in. Where is the game in San Francisco? Um, I believe so. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's pretty relevant to what stat I have. You know, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. So, um, both teams. So the spread is San Francisco by ten. The total is forty three and a half. Um, San Francisco is five and two in their last seven against the spread. Uh, Arizona six and three and in their last nine against the spread. So you've got two teams that are doing fairly decent against the spread. Uh, That kind of makes for a tough pick either way. However. I'm very big on the under in this game, 43-and-a-half, which is not the sexiest thing in the world. You don't want to be betting unders on Thursday night. But um, the under is hit in four of the last five 49ers games. The under is hit in four of the last five between Arizona and San Francisco. Um, San Francisco's only allowed 11 points a game, which ranks second in the NFL. I think it's, I think it's going to be – Typical Thursday night, you know, other people are going to bitch about it, but we're going to love it because it's football on Thursday night. We have to watch it. We have to bet on it. Um, but I'm going I'm going big on the under. I'm actually probably going to put five or six units down on it. All right. I'll, I'll probably uh, take you up on that. I just looked at it. I don't know. I I don't. I I keep waiting for the 49ers to falter in some way because I was strong. I'm I mean, they're a problem. They're real NFC contenders, and now they've completely just rammed that straight into my fucking. Oh no! Yeah, they're shoving it right. They're just so mouth, disciplined. Just keep no, until they just you know, on defense, and I mean, they're so good at blocking. You know, they're up there with like the Colts for maybe being the best. Um, blocking team in the NFL, the way they pull their guards, the way that they have the lead blocker with Jusek, which, is he back? Okay. But, uh, oh, he's a game changer, man. Question, it's like, but, you know, it's vintage football. It's something you don't see too, mu- too much anymore. Uh, lead blocker just leading away and almost commanding the line of scrimmage at times. It's unbelievable to see. It's awesome to see. Um... We like gritty football, so 40, 49ers are a fun team to watch. They really are, and they're a problem. So, uh, oh, who doesn't? Who we'll doesn't? see how the game goes, but all 
Yeah, so uh, so my uh, my first pick of the, the bad early slot of games on Sunday is going to be, again, this may be one that you know the public might be leaning towards maybe heavily, maybe just a little bit, but Carolina. The Titans Tennessee, are dead. Tennessee. I really like Kyle Allen. He seems to be a way better fit for this right. offense than what Cam Newton could do. And the Titans are basically non-existent. They are like, like the Titans are at the point where they're slightly like better than the Bengals. Clearly, is a recipe for failure. That's that is the absolute bottom seller, bottom tier. Yeah, um, and that's, that's okay. Bad. I like that pick. I, I like Kyle Allen. Seems like an all right guy. Seems like he seems like he's slinging the football in good enough fashion for them to win. All right, throw throw it at me. Okay, Peyton, I got a feeling we're going to agree on I really spread. like the Colts a lot, too. Uh, I really like know, the Colts. What, what's the spread at right now? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it opened at a pick on that's wavering towards Colts one or one and a half right now. Um, I Because basically – them to win. Oh my God! That, um, that after throw last week's victory, sideline reset made you back know, in the end zone was unreal. Colts have done just about everything they can to prove to you that they have the line of scrimmage oh, that and that they have game. just enough playmakers to win games late, even when they're not playing good. I mean, the Colts are, yeah, the Colts are. Easily just one of the best teams in the NFL. Right. Really beginning to make me question how good or valuable Andrew Luck was because they're just, they're operating on all cylinders. Like it is all systems go. The defense is looking mean. I mean, I know there's been at times where it's it's sort of broken a little bit, but like you were saying, they're dominating. Right. Uh, I mean, ears back, smash off. He's ready to go. I mean, Brissett's getting better week to week. Uh, As a Colts fan, I mean, I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty excited. Ever since they lost that game that they gave away to the Raiders at home, they've not looked back. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, The Steelers kind of, they try to slow the game down a little bit. They they try to play – line of scrimmage football and do the low scoring kind of shit to win the games and right they're just they're just not they're not operating on a full team I think they're yeah. sort of it's they're like they're finishing the season with a rental car like you know it's Otto Graham I, 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 quarterback. I think Big Ben at least still has one or two more years back <laughs> left I mean maybe I'm wrong but it's it feels like they're sort of waiting and yeah, they made, like they, they didn't do a whole lot for, they haven't done a whole lot of for next season you know when yeah, they, all didn't, the they didn't do it and that was their time to make yeah exactly so that's that was sort of my inclination that they're not gonna they're not no. really. And, you know, and if they make a push, if they're going to try and play line of scrimmage football, which is really their only hope, they're doing it against the best line of scrimmage team in the NFL. Absolutely, absolutely. So my uh, my next one, I was really liking um, against the team that the Colts faltered with last week. I'm taking the Browns. I don't care if this number is at a 90% public concentration. The, the Broncos are just so bad. I don't think they 
Joe Flacco's. And they, they exhausted themselves trying to get that win against uh against Indianapolis on the road. And I mean they, they just could they could not get it done. I mean they just couldn't do it. They they couldn't bring Brissett down. They let him make yeah. plays down the field. I mean what do you you know Absolutely I, there's I mean, they're done. They're done. They're going to move Flacco at the end There's of the no year. doubt in my mind. Uh, Elway is swung and missed with a quarterback the again. The Browns. Um, I mean. It's just, it's laughable what's going on with the QB position in, in Denver. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go, like, go, go over to Air Force. Yeah, see what they're up go to. Go drive up to Air Force and, for two uh, weeks, do a little training camp with them, and figure out how the hell they score points. I, I truly think it. Like I, I don't know where right. I, uh, I moving. I, I want to do a pick here because I like it a lot. I like the Seahawks by six against the Buccaneers at home in Seattle. All right, go for it. I think I love Jameis Winston to throw two or three pick sixes in this football okay. game. So do I. So do I. And. I'm gonna paint a. I'm gonna paint an image. For you. Yeah, and he couldn't hold it. Do you remember the old BK commercials with the guy with the tiny hands? It was for the Junior Whopper. That is literally James Winston trying to put a football. Like occasionally, he'll make a good throw, but it like the ball <laughs> slips out, he fumbles, something bad happens. I've never actually seen a picture of him <laughs> holding a football because I think he just tries to avoid. He really does. I mean, he's as much he is. Possible. I mean, rumble and bumble like and stumbling every single time he's back in the pocket. He's clearly um, – he's still a know athlete, I mean, he's, but... he's one of the most exciting players to watch because he's so goofy. He literally is that goofy that it's almost must-see television. And it's in Seattle. I mean, that place is going to be – it's going to be electric. Uh, Yeah, we're gonna exactly. make him feel embarrassed um, about Seahawks. Kind of had to. I, I don't really know what their think. deal was. Only winning by seven in Atlanta last weekend because the Falcons are another. The Falcons are another team you can put right there by the Broncos that are just like done. That was. If you had the Seahawks minus seven and a half, then I'm Oh, it's so bad. I mean, but we warned, we warned you. We warned you. If you listen to this show, don't bet any game that involves the Atlanta Falcons. If that form, you're going to fucking lose. If you bet against them, you're going to fucking lose. Stay away from them. They are the poster poster boys of fade this fucking game. It's the Atlanta Falcons. Do not bet any game that involves the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Let's see. I like, okay, uh, Bears-Eagles. You're a Bears guy. What do you think? Oh, God. I, I you're, think you're our... the Bears season is over, and they should try to tank and draft a quarterback. <laughs> oh, you wait, really wait, giving wait, up wait, on them like that already? Draft picks. No, I'm not actually. I, I think that somewhere inside, somewhere, somewhere deep inside, inside. He's, he's almost like Mark there's Helfer. There's a quarterback who, who's like he needs to like see a psychiatrist, maybe to be like able to do operate. a couple things to figure out why he can't play football anymore. Yeah, you're like, 
I think you right. need to go like, go to like, bed with some monks go to like Peru and do like one of those ayahuasca to like figure, figure out, out what like, the hell's going on. Um, the total over under is forty two. I love the under personally. I don't trust Carson Wentz. Yeah, the Eagles are just going to ground and pound. They're just going to try to run all day. The, I mean, I think it'll probably finish. I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm. 19, I'm in the same boat. Carson Wentz has regressed. The Bears have 12. zero offense, and but they do have a very good defense. I mean, I. I I love the under. I love under 42. Yeah, I think I want to send some condolences towards uh, Keeb Tlaib getting, getting traded to the Dolphins. Right. I thought I thought one of the meanest they things I ever saw to like a veteran was when Chris Paul got traded to Oklahoma City with that bad contract to die. No. No. Yeah, they they took a shit on that headline and said we have something that will be they much more mean and much more cynical than that. And they sent his poor ass to Miami Dolphins. Um so sorry you keep to leave. Um, what else do we want to move into here? Uh, I will say my last, uh, my last pick of the board is just my absolute super chalk, white chalk on the chalkboard. Don't even think about how chalky the chalk is. Take the pats. Just take the pats. They're getting a small number against a team that they're way better than. I understand Lamar Jackson is going to scramble a ton, but... If anybody knows how to game plan, it's Bill Belichick. I know historically he doesn't do great against dual threat quarterbacks, but he's pretty much rewriting every history book when it comes to dynasties and coaching and changing your your styles and being able to adjust to new games of football. So I never at this point, I, I pretty much think he's not human. He might be. I mean, God. he might be higher than that. I couldn't say it. I mean, there, you, you can't say enough about Bill Belichick's game planning. Um, young quarterbacks and Bill Belichick just do not mesh well. I mean, whatsoever. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the record is for second year and below quarterbacks against the New England Patriots, but it has to be treacherous. Um, uh, three and a half doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Why uh, Patriots yeah, would only be favored three and a half. I was looking for that line to be around six, seven, around the touchdown. And it's a three and a half. So this is one that the public's going to be all over. However, I mean, Vegas, to put it, I mean, put it simply, they've lost money. They've lost money on the New England Patriots this year because the public's hit them and they've covered. It's no question. When was the last time they didn't cover Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been it's, it's been quite a long time. Um, I mean I, I I I'm in the same boat. It's just a, it's just a don't overthink this game. It's it's a Patriots. There's I'm no, on the same I'm on the same pick. It. It's just like, um, Monday night. So Monday night we got Cowboys Giants at MetLife. Cowboys by seven. What do you think? 
Our recording's bugging out here. But there's just this weird little bird in the back of my head that keeps chirping about the Giants, just telling me the Giants, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants. So I don't know what to do. Maybe maybe just do like a baby parlay with the Giants in the over. Say that you know, Daniel Jones does Daniel Jones. Right. I mean, I think this is probably a game that um, the Cowboys should go out and win and they should go out and dominate, which is something that Anytime that's going to happen, it's almost like a hardball game. It's almost like you want to fade it. Um, Our recording's bugging out here. I can't hear you. That's good now. I can barely hear you. Hold on. So it's not, I, I can't, I cannot really, I can't even hear you at all. But um, so we finished up. You heard my Monday night pick. You heard his Monday night pick. Um, last thing I want to touch on, if you're saying something, I can't hear it. So I'll just hope that you're on the same page here. Uh, the NBA is nonsense betting and it is back. We are glad to have 1030, uh, 1030 tip offs to bet on. Um, West Coast games, there's nothing like it. I live-lined the Lakers game last night in the fourth quarter. They were one-and-a-half-point underdogs in the fourth quarter, even though they were beating the hell out of the Grizzlies. And Contavious Caldwell-Pope scored like 14 or 16 points, something ridiculous in the fourth quarter, and I won the bet, and it reminded me how ridiculous it is. So... We will have more NBA content going into our um, going into our next segment. I don't have a lot to say about it except for I was just reminded how bullshit it is and how stupid it is to bet on and how I'm going to bet on it every single night at 1030. I'm going to do it regardless. It's something I do. It's something I can't resist. It's a forbidden fruit. Um... And it's something that's just going to be there. So I'll let you go ahead right now, even though I can't hear you. And uh, we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I'm a little bit more of a college hoops guy myself. But I still love getting after it. The late nights, the early games, we'll uh, we'll try to give you some good stuff. All right. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please like, rate, and subscribe so you can stay in touch with everything that we do each and every day throughout the week. If you want to stay more in touch, we have a Twitter, at InWhiteLines. We also have an Instagram, at WhiteLines underscore podcast. Give us a follow and we'll be sure to keep you up to date with everything that we're doing as a collective group.